Welcome back to the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast, everybody. Cowboys 44, the New York Giants 20. Oh, boy. I don't even know where to start. This was probably the worst game I've watched since the Rams-Giants in 2017. In the past couple of years of fandom for... The New York Giants. I'm talking myself, of course. I have not turned off a game since that Giants-Rams game. Because the story with that was... Giants were losing like 24-7, 24-10 at halftime. And I turned it off. I took a nap. I woke up. It was 51-17. Once Mike Glennon threw the pick six to Anthony Brown... I said, you know what... I'm not going to watch this garbage anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm just done with it. This is... It's so... It's just so frustrating, man. I'm going to have to come on here every single week and talk about who's getting injured. Who's not doing the right thing. It's it's very frustrating because the Yankees just had a failed season. If they're smart, they change up the front office and change their manager... That's not going to happen, though, because Hal Steinbrenner is a penny pincher, and he doesn't know what changes, and he has no connection to the fans at all. They're out of touch with the fans, and with the Giants, I don't even know what to say. Daniel Jones gets injured, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Jabot Cox injured him. I'm not going to say that because that's just simply not true. He leaned with the head. DJ leaned with the head. But they shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. You run it twice to the right, and it doesn't work. That doesn't make sense at all. That's on Jason Garrett, in my opinion. That's on the execution as well. If you run if you run it to the right the first time, what makes you think it's going to work a second time if it failed the first time? And then Saquon, that's... I knew something was up once that uh, he went down. I knew something was up. As a Giants fan, it's not easy. The Eagles won, so we're right now, and we probably will be the worst team in the NFC least. It's just so disgusting to think about. I, I don't know if I said it earlier, guys, but I'm very sorry and I'm very apologetic towards the fact that I said this team was going to win 10 games. This is putrid. This is awful. And while we talk about the offensive injuries, let's not forget the defense didn't come to play at all. This defense has not came to play this season. If you're going to be a one defending Patrick Graham, and if you're going to try to blame this all on Jason Garrett or just one single person... You don't know how to criticize, and you're not in the moment, and you're not watching the same team I am. Because the defense, other than the fact Dak passed for about 302 yards and I think three touchdowns, death by a thousand paper cuts. Death by a thousand paper cuts. Zeke, five yards, six yards, three yards, 12 yards, 10 yards, nine yards, eight yards, four yards. Tony Pollard. He was also good. So, I don't know how the Giants didn't game plan at all. 
I don't know how. Because this team had one of the lowest passer rates. And I'm not talking passers in like a passer rating. I mean towards pass rates across the league. They don't throw the ball a lot. Practicing that. Practicing stuffing the box. And just lack of awareness. Nobody's doing anything. Leonard Williams is not there. I mean, he had half a sack with Danny Shelton, but Danny Shelton hasn't done anything. It looks so much worse now that Dalvin Tomlinson is is gone. And I'm not saying, oh, because of Leonard Williams, but Danny Shelton looks like garbage. Austin Johnson, he's doing okay. But you can't say that he's been doing anything fantastic because the rest of the defense has been playing poorly. James Bradbury, you could say what you want on that deep ball to CeeDee Lamb. He's cooked. He's cooked. Someone said this, and I agree. He had up and down years in Carolina, and we're starting to see that. And that's not good. It's not good. Our safeties are garbage. The way Jackson got beat a couple of times on Sunday. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't know what to say. Our QB's injured. Our left tackle's injured. Oh, let's also bring this up. Nate Solder's garbage. Nate Solder is hot garbage, everybody. We saw that Daniel Jones was like 0 for 5, 0 for 6 to start the game. And some of those were deep balls. They weren't just, oh, stick routes and this, that, and the other thing. They were actually deep throws. One was, I think, intended for Galday. One was for Tony. One was for Ross. You're wondering why Daniel Jones is overthrowing it. And you guys know that Daniel Jones wants to be a perfectionist throwing the football deep. You guys know that. And then you ask yourselves, Hold on a second. He's more of a perfectionist. Why was he not throwing the ball very well to start the game? Because Nate Solder was the left tackle. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we should have played Andrew Thomas. Because right now, it seems he may or may not play against the Rams. Which will be a total bust game because, in my opinion, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones will not play. Kenny Galladay may not even play, so it might be just a blowout. But Matt Parrott should have played left tackle. I'm sorry. Because if Solder played right tackle, it would have been like the other weeks where he just steps up in the pocket and makes the throw. I'm not going to blame Daniel Jones' injury on Nate Solder. That's not where I'm going with this. But Nate Solder, I believe, allowed eight pressures. Matt Parrott allowed one. Matt Parrott also has not played since week one. What does that tell you? That Matt Parrott is better than Nate Solder. And this fucking coaching staff does not know how to evaluate offensive line. Rob Sale, I love you, man. You got to grow some balls and tell Joe Judge this player should not be playing right tackle, left tackle. I honestly, just take a chance with Corey Cunningham at this point. Take a chance with Isaiah Wilson. Because I'm not ready and I'm just not, I'm not mentally ready. I'm stumbling, but I don't care at this point. I'm tired of seeing Nate Solder at left tackle. I'm tired. I saw two seasons of it. I saw another game of it. And I realized, well, I didn't miss it. That's that's the status of that. So, and if you're not saying that Nate Solder was one of the problems yesterday, then I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Constantly getting pushed in the backfield by Randy Gregory. Constantly being pushed in the backfield by Terrell Basham and some of the other guys on that defense. Constantly. And I get it. Giants kept Solder. Use him as a backup tackle. 
This year was supposed to be developing the young guys. Where's Matt Parrott in all this? If you believed in your young guys, Joe, why don't you start Parrot week one? Why don't you play Parrot during this streak of how many games? Do you have confidence in him at all? Because the way you're evaluating things looks like garbage. And Giants right now, they're 1-4. The season's over. I'll get to a separate section later on. But the season's over. And if they don't play Matt Parrott, I'm not going to be happy. And I'm realistically not happy, nor am I expecting them to play Parrott. Because they love Solder so much for some reason. Solder's lost weight, he's not in football shape, and he constantly gets pushed in the backfield. And it's not even funny. He doesn't defend anything. The defenders, they always have the upper hand. They always put the hands on him first and push him in the backfield. It's like the freshman hunt. Seniors pushing freshmen in their lockers and stuff. I don't even know how to compare it anymore. But Judge said, hey, listen, from now on, we're going to play Thomas and Paired and Solder at the tackle spots. Solder's not going to be here next year, so why are you playing him? Why? It doesn't make sense, everybody. It just doesn't. It goes far beyond more than the players. It goes far beyond more than the coaches. Everybody. Dave Gettleman, John Mara, Joe Judge, Patrick Graham, Jason Garrett. Can't even say that Garrett's play calling has been the worst thing in the world in the last two weeks. And he had some mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Those two runs to the right and then the naked boot, which got Danny injured. That rollout play for Mike Glennon that the referee should have called a pass interference when the guy landed on Kadarius Tony, who had an excellent game. Excellent. But unfortunately... He punched somebody in the face. Well, attempted, I should say, because he didn't miss. And the refs, the refs were horrible. The refs were horrible. And I know I'm going to be sitting on here for the next 10 minutes, if it hasn't been 10 minutes already, talking about my opening thoughts. At this point, I don't care because I'm going to repeat the same stuff. They allowed this play for 10 yards. They allowed this much rushing yards. It's the same stuff. We're 1-4. And the refs... They didn't help. I'm not saying they should help the Giants, but they were not making any good calls. Kadarius Tony, he's tackled in the end zone. There's no flag. They failed to de-escalate the brawl between Evan Ingram and I believe it was Jaron Curse. And they don't throw a flag there because they're trying to push. They're trying to push the pile so that Tony gets more yards. Evan Ingram tries to push. Curse pushes back like a wuss because that's what he is the Cowboys are dirty I'm sorry the Cowboys are dirty and then Tony I'm not gonna say that punching him in the face was the brightest idea in the world I'm not gonna be a boomer about it saying oh Gettleman you know Kadarius Tony blah 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 shut up shut up because there are other guys on the field that were not fighting yesterday they didn't fight till 30 seconds left in the game Will Hernandez he was fighting with Terrell Basham okay that's something I respect Leonard Williams he just took somebody's helmet off and wasn't playing the whole game. He had one sack and maybe like three tackles. Kyle Rudolph, not even picking his teammates up. I'm sorry, this team has no motive, no initiative, no fight. 
And Kadarius Tony, going back to the thing I just said a couple of seconds ago, I'm not going to be a boomer and say, oh, get him in this, get him in that. Uh, Kadarius Tony was a bad pick because he had 189 yards yesterday. And there are a lot of casuals out there that are saying, oh, well, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony had 189 yards because uh, of garbage time. No, you moron, because the Giants were still in the game somewhat when he had over 100 yards. So you know what? Stop. And if you want to talk about, oh, padded stats and this stuff, why were the Cowboys going full blitzes when the Giants had the ball? And this is not even when the game's in contention. The Giants losing by three scores. They're rushing the passer with like five, six guys, which is Bush League in my opinion. I'm very hypocritical, but who cares at this point? They're rushing the passer. They're passing the ball so Dak can get over 300 yards. I'm sorry, that's Bush League. And... I don't provoke violence. Football's a violent game. But let's watch week 15. Giant content creators, I know y'all are invested in this Eagles game. That's week 12, week 13, the week of Thanksgiving. Save your money. Don't go to that game. Go to the Cowboy game. That's my advice. Because at this point, what does it work? The Eagles are better than the Giants. So, anyway... Let's see how many minutes I'm in to this. I'm 13 minutes in. Just spending an opening thought. So this might be a long one. This might be a short one. I don't know. So let's go into stats. For the New York Giants, Mike Lennon, 60 for 25, 196 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I didn't think he played bad. I didn't think he played bad. For a backup, for Mike Lennon, he didn't play bad, my opinion. Anyone who over-criticizes him is an idiot. Daniel Jones, 6 for 13, 98 yards. Kadarius Tony 0 for 1. In terms of Dallas, Dak Prescott, 22 for 32, 302 yards, 3 touchdowns, an interception, sacked twice. Cedric Wilson, 1 pass for 22 yards. I believe that went to Noah Brown. In terms of the rushing attack for the New York Giants, Devontae Booker, 14 carries, 42 yards. One touchdown, Saquon Barkley, two carries for nine yards. Daniel Jones, three carries for nine yards. Kadarius Tony, one carry for seven yards. Elijah Penning, one carry for four yards. I mean, I don't understand why you're not getting Gary Brightwell in the game. I get special teams, but when you're putting Penning in there before Brightwell, it doesn't make sense. And when you're running to the right with Brightwell, excuse me, when you're running to the right with Penny, and you have Brightwell, doesn't make sense. This team doesn't absolutely not know what it's doing. In terms of the Dallas rushing attack, Zeke, over 100 yards, no surprise, 21 carries. 110 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, one touchdown. Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 75 yards, a uh, total of 5.4 yards per carry. Cedric Wilson, one rush for six yards. C.D. Lamb, one rush for four yards. 201 total yards for the Dallas rushing game, so that's great for the Giants defense. Absolutely great. In terms of the receiving game, Kadarius Toney, 10 receptions, 189 yards. It's a shame he didn't get a touchdown. Evan Ingram, though the game was pretty much in the basket at this point, at different points in the game, really, Evan Ingram did a good job. When he had passes thrown to him, he caught them, whether it was Daniel Jones or Mike Lennon, but I'm pretty sure for the most part it was Mike Lennon. He had an 18-yard reception downfield, so you know what, Evan Ingram... This is the one game I'll tip my cap to you because you were one of the guys fighting. I'll respect you for that, unlike Kyle Rudolph and some of the other guys. Devontae Booker had three catches 
for 16 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph had a reception for 14 yards. John Ross had a reception for 13 yards. C.J. Board, two receptions, seven yards. Kadarius Toney, Saquon Barkley, and Colin Johnson were targeted, but they did not catch a ball. For the Dallas receiving game, C.D. Lamp, four receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz, six receptions, 79 yards. Mari Cooper, three receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Noah Brown, three for 36. One reception, 35 yards for Cedric Wilson. And then the rest is pretty much the running backs. Let's go into the defensive side of the ball, the interceptions, before I go into the sacks and stuff like that. Lorenzo Carter had an interception on the attempted fourth down conversion for the Cowboys early in the game. Trayvon Diggs had the interception off of Mike Lennon going downfield with C.J. Board for some reason. And Anthony Brown had that pick six while Glennon was being pressured by Nate Solder, the intended curl route for... Colin Johnson. The Giants had two sacks, one by Austin Johnson, and half each for Leonard Williams and Danny Shelton. In terms of quarterback hits, they hit Dak five different times. Danny Shelton, Leonard Williams, Julian Love, Austin Johnson, and O'Shane Zimenez. Azizo Jalari had total three tackles. I thought I saw him in the first half. I saw him making some nice tackles. So, shouts to Ojalari, I guess. Uh, you look at the Cowboys side of things, they hit Daniel Jones and Mike Lennon seven times. No sacks, so that's a plus, but seven quarterback hits, not great. Micah Parsons had three, two for Randy Gregory, one for Osa Digizua, and one for Carlos Watkins. Obviously, the touchdown was Anthony Brown. So, let's go into team stats. In terms of first downs, Dallas had 26, New York Giants had 20. Passing first downs, the Giants had 15, Dallas had 13. In terms of rushing first downs, they had 10, Giants had 3. First downs from penalties, Dallas Cowboys had 3, the Giants had 2. In terms of third down efficiency, Giants were 4 for 13, Dallas was 8 for 14. In terms of fourth down efficiency, the Giants were 2 for 3, and Dallas was 1 for 2. In terms of total plays, they ran 10 more plays, 74 to 64. In terms of total yards, Dallas Cowboys had 515. The Giants had 367. In terms of total drives, Giants had two more drives, 12 to 10. Giants had 5.7 yards per play, 7 for the Cowboys. In terms of the red zone, Dallas was 2 for 5. They did fumble once there, so that would explain it, and kicked a couple of field goals. In terms of the red zone for the Giants, two for three. They were in there, and that's when Kadarius Toney was tackled by Antonio Brown. Excuse me, Antonio Brown. Anthony Brown, excuse me. I don't know why I'm saying that. In terms of penalties, the Giants had five for 48 yards, and the Cowboys had eight for 58 yards. Turnovers, two each. Um, in terms of defensive and special teams touchdowns, one for the Cowboys. In terms of time possession, the Cowboys had 32 minutes and 12 seconds, and the Giants had 27 minutes and 48 seconds. So the Giants allowed Dallas to move down the field. First drive, Lorenzo Carter grabs an interception on fourth down, so that's a good thing for him, even though he was not there the rest of the game, he was invisible. After one first down on the DJ scramble, the Giants missed 54-yard field goal with 10.52 remaining in the first. I can't totally be mad at that. 
but I can be. I don't think I will be mad at that because they were trying to get points on the board. Um, yeah, they were trying to get points on the board, and they were being semi-aggressive rather than, okay, punt, because I think at that point they knew it was going to be a shootout. Anyway, for Dallas, they had a couple of big plays, small plays, however you consider it, on the ensuing drive, a six-yard run for Zeke, another six-yard run for Zeke. Uh, they got pulled back by a penalty on Blake Jarwin for legal formation. A 17-yard run. They just blew past the defense. It's like the penalty didn't even matter. Tony Pollard, 17-yard carry. Then Dak Prescott converted on a third and one to Dalton Schultz for eight yards. Then on third and seven, Dalton Schultz dropped one in the end zone. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's a McKinney breakup. Dalton Schultz let it go through his hands, so it was incomplete. And then Greg Zerline makes a 31-yard field goal. Next drive, Saquon Barkley hurt on an attempted slant route. Steps on Jordan Lewis's foot, sprains his ankle, and does not return. Giants punt on that drive. It's horrible. It's horrible. Giants are likely not trading him at the deadline. I don't see an extension in sight, unfortunately, because he was such a big part. And we were having all this happiness about Saquon Barkley. Coming into this week because he got a touchdown. He got two total touchdowns. But that's business. That's life. That's the NFL. So Giants let Dallas go down the field a lot. So Dak scrambled for six yards on the first play. Then Tony Pollard ran for six. A couple plays later, a six-yard run by Cedric Wilson. Then a five-yard run for... Zeke Elliott, and then another five-yard run for Zeke Elliott. Actually, it was a 12-yard run. So, chunk plays there. They were doing death by a thousand paper cuts to the New York Giants defense. And then a couple plays later, fumbled snap by Dak Prescott. Reggie Ragland recovers it at the eight. And that is where the Giants pick it up. Giants don't do anything at all. On the next drive because they don't know how to convert on turnovers. They don't know how to. Uh, I can't find the right word right now. But you guys know. They don't know how to make the best of the situation. I can't find the, the, the word in my head right now. But they could not convert on the turnover. They could not make anything of it. They punted. So Dallas. They ended up scoring a touchdown. Zeke Elliott a run for 14 yards. Two plays later, bomb downfield, C.D. Lamb catch, touchdown, James Bradbury got beat, and then Julian Love was very late to go over there, and I don't blame Love a lot, obviously, I'll give some blame for him there, but James Bradbury got beat like a fucking drum in a marching band, so anyway, the following drive, great deep pass by Daniel Jones to... Kadarius Tony, I thought he wasn't in at first. I'm like, did he catch that? So he rolls out because he's getting pressure from Nate Solder's side. Nate Solder sucks. Throws it up. Tony makes the catch. First down, Giants. So then he went to Kadarius Tony again a couple plays later on a third and four for nine yards. Then he threw it to Evan Ingram, gain of 18. Then Booker had a nice run up the middle for 14 yards. A few plays later, Kadarius Toney, 28-yard pass, and he was jiggling. He was moving through defenders. This is what you want to see out of your first-round pick. 
And a lot of people are saying, hey, the Giants suck now. It's going to be like 2014 where we're basically evaluating our first-round pick wide receiver. So it might be that, honestly. So here's the stupid sequence. Here's the stupid sequence of events that leads to Daniel Jones' injury. Run it twice to the right. One for one yard. One for no gain. If it goes to the right for one and you don't get in the end zone, why try it again? Stupid play calling, stupid awareness, stupid execution. Then after the second try, Daniel Jones on a naked boot to the left does not make the end zone. He leans with his head and he gets concussed. And Fox, of course, they had to go to commercial and the Giants scored a touchdown. So Devontae Booker, he leaped over the Dallas defenders. He gets his first New York Giants touchdown. Shouts to him. He will probably be the lead back. In the next one to two weeks, maybe they give Alfred Morris a call. Anyway, so they score a touchdown, 10-10 game. Then the next drive, Amari Cooper, 20-yard reception, 21-yard reception to be exact. Dak Prescott sacked by Danny Shelton Leonard Williams. But what do we know about this team this year? When they get to the quarterback and when they sack him, the defense doesn't know how to capitalize. That was the word I was looking for before. They don't know how to capitalize on the sack. And they don't sack them for like an 8-yard loss or a 9-yard loss. It's a 1-yard loss. So Dallas, like the penalty we discussed before, they get out of it. They get out of, they get out of it like there was no such penalty in sight. So pass to Dalton Schultz on 3rd and 4. First down, that's a 15-yard pass. Then to Amari Cooper for a touchdown, 24 yards. It looked like it was a bit of his own coverage, but also looked like Radarius Williams was supposed to be there, and he's getting meaningful snaps, which is something I don't have a problem with. But at this point, why would you have a problem with it? Actually, you could, because Radarius Williams is playing more snaps than Matt Parrott, and Matt Parrott was your third-round pick last year. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, so... Halftime, Giants get the ball back. Nice pass to Kadarius Tony from Mike Lennon for 35 yards. Then a nice pass again for six. A few plays later, Mike Lennon fumbles the football. He should have caught that. It was a weird snap. It was a bad snap, but he should have caught it. And then they recover at the Dallas 33, so Graham Gano has to make another 51-yard field goal. It's 17-13 to from there. Dallas once again. Gets the ball. Pass to CeeDee Lamb for a first down, 11 yards. Then we find out during that possession that Daniel Jones has a concussion. He's out. Kenny Galladay has a knee injury, and he's out. Uh, Of course, Fox is stupid. Joe Buck is stupid. They say, oh, a knee injury. That's what's been keeping him out all camp and all of the preseason, all the summer. No, you idiot. It was a hamstring injury. I swear to God, some of these broadcasters are so freaking into their own narrative and they're so into their own network's bullshit that they don't know how to get proper information. Maybe it's just me hating Joe Buck and being mad at the Fox crew. Anyway, on third and six, a 30-yard pass to Dalton Schultz. Two plays later, a 12-yard pass to Amari Cooper. Then, Ezekiel Elliott gets... Seven yards on a run. He gets injured because he fell on the pylon, but he got up a couple plays later and scored a touchdown. But before that, James Bradbury tugs CeeDee Lamb. 
It was obvious, pass interference. Then the ensuing drive after the touchdown, so it's 24-10 at this point. Interception by Trayvon Diggs. He jumps the route. That's going deep for C.J. Board. It was a bit underthrown, but why are you going deep with C.J. Board in the first place instead of a guy like John Ross or Colin Johnson? Doesn't make sense at all. So, interception. With that being said, roughing the passer penalty a few plays later. And this is so funny. It's so funny how the Giants just create problems when they have the advantage. So, there was a holding on Terrence Steele. Then it was a five-yard rush. It was second and 15. They passed for eight yards, and it's third and seven. And then it was an incomplete pass, but Zizo Jolari, his second roughing the passer penalty this season. You could argue it's stupid, but it's the NFL. Those are the rules, unfortunately. Then two plays later, a big run for Tony Pollard, 14 yards. Dak Prescott sacked for a nine-yard loss by Austin Johnson. Third and 19. Uh, A short pass to Tony Pollard for 14 yards. And Tay Crowder forces the fumble, but the Cowboys recover, and I believe they kick the field goal from there. But doesn't matter from there, so I think it was 27-13. to Then the Giants get the ball back. A nice pass to Kadarius Toney for 26 yards. A few plays later, that goes in the fourth quarter. 13-yard pass to Ingram, and then... They surge all the way to the goal line. They had that direct snap to Tony, which I thought was like, what are you doing? But they got to the one, fourth down and two. I hated the play call, but once again, Anthony Brown tackled Kadarius Tony in the end zone. And the refs decided not to call it because they're stupid. And what else can I say? So all the way from the Dallas two-yard line, they score a touchdown this drive. No surprise there. Dallas immediately... Shoots Zeke out of a cannon, 10-yard gain. Then, a couple of plays later, with some penalties, because they had an unnecessary roughness penalty on Terrence Steele, but they climb out of that like anything else. Third and one, 35-yard pass to Cedric Wilson. Then, a couple of plays later, they get further and further and further and further into Giants territory, a 13-yard rushing touchdown for Zeke Elliott. So... The following drive, Giants have the ball. They have a very long drive. I mean, at this point, the game's out of contention. The Giants are just playing to play. They're not playing to win because they know the game is out of their reach. Pass to Tony for 16 yards. Pass to Rudolph for 14 yards. Then we have the fight. Pass to Tony for 13 yards. Then they push the pile, as I mentioned earlier. Ingram pushes the pile, which he should do. Uh, Jaron Curse he pushes Ingram back. Ingram fights back. Then it starts a huge brawl, and Kadarius Tony attempts to punch Demonte Kazee in the face. And Tony gets ejected, and then the refs do a horrible job of de-escalating because they should have done it when Ingram was pushing... Jaron Curse, and when Curse was pushing Evan Ingram, the refs did a horrible job. Tony's probably going to get fined. I think he is going to get fined, actually, but he's not going to get suspended since he didn't land the punch. With that being said, bye-bye Tony. He got ejected. A couple of plays later, on the Dallas 32-yard line, 10-yard rush, actually 10-yard pass for Devontae Booker. Offensive holding on Nate Solder just adds the cherry on top. Then 2nd and 20, pass to John Ross for 13 yards. 3rd and 7, they convert. 11-yard pass to Evan Ingram. Then, pass interference penalty 
on Jaron Curse. Kyle Rudolph was the intended receiver. After the pass interference, a couple plays later, they almost have a touchdown with John Ross, the one hand, but he did not get both both feet down. And then Devontae Booker finally has a rushing touchdown, actually a passing touchdown, excuse me, on fourth down and three. Then Dallas goes for another field goal, which honestly, I don't know why they just wouldn't run the clock, but this is what Dallas is. They're kind of tryhards, but once again, the Giants lost. That's the topic of this podcast episode. Outside kick, they don't get it. Then little short rushes, unnecessary roughness penalty on Leonard Williams, which is stupid. That just shows undiscipline. And Leonard Williams, it's not like anyone was fighting with anyone. He just decided, yeah, let me tear somebody's helmet off. Doesn't make sense at all. Um, a couple plays later, they kick the field goal. Then you have the famous Anthony Brown pick six, and that's pretty much it. So in terms of the fumbles, Dak Prescott recovered by Reggie Ragland. We already mentioned that before. Stock up, Kadarius Tony. And Evan Ingram, Tony, 189 yards, one punch in the face, 10 receptions, pretty good day. This is what he can do, Jason Garrett. Use him for the rest of the season. I don't care if the Giants are in contention or not. You're playing and you're coaching for your job at this point. That doesn't just go for him, it goes for the rest of the team. Then Evan Ingram, he didn't do anything bad, from what I know. Maybe his blocking was very suspect, but... He caught the ball. He caught the ball when he needed to. He was the second leading receiver, I believe. In terms of stock down, James Radbury, Adoree Jackson, the defense. Defense didn't do anything. And Patrick Graham, if they're running it continually, why don't you just stack the box with everybody? We are missing Blake Martinez, and it isn't even funny. With that being said, here are some extra stats before we go into key takeaways, which will eventually end the podcast. Episode of Adoree Jackson allowed six completions on eight attempts. James Bradbury allowed four passes on six attempts and a touchdown. The O-line allowed 18 pressures and 44 pass-blocking attempts. Eight by Solder, three by Skura, one by Matt Pert. And he should earn the spot when he gets back, meaning Andrew Thomas. When he gets back, you know, Pert should earn the spot. But it's not going to happen because this team is infested with Nate Solder. I don't know why. Uh, the defensive line, just the defense actually overall, only 11 pressures, only one pressure for Leonard Williams, no surprise. Julian Love was the highest graded player by PFF, I don't care. Love also was tied for the team, lead with four stops at the line with Reggie Ragland and Austin Johnson, and seven missed tackles by the defense. O'Shane Zimenez with two, Danny Shelton with two, those are the leaders. This is what this team is. This is what this team is. Not tackling right on defense. We just look like a disaster. I don't even know what to say anymore because I would be taking too much of your guys' time. You guys have already listened to like 30, 40 minutes of this. Um, so let's quickly go ahead into the key takeaways. You can't properly evaluate without injuries, but doesn't mean the season is not over. The season's over. I'm sorry. The season's over. I still have some optimism because that's just me as a fan hoping that something happens. But this season's over. The season's over. It's one and four. The Giants have a huge dead end in front of them in terms of teams that have over 500 records that have more accomplished teams than us. I mean, the Carolina Panthers, even though they lost to the Eagles, they've taken some steps up and they were with the Giants last year. They were literally 
at the same step. We were questioning, oh, Matt Rule, is he going to be the next, you know, this guy or that guy? Is Matt Rule a good coach? Well, he's proven to be it so far. I mean, Sam Darnold literally ended their game yesterday with a turnover. But it's not for me to make comments on him because I'm not a Panthers fan. And that's not coming until week seven anyway. Defense does not set the edge. Patrick Graham does not make adjustments. Nobody's setting the edge. We saw this in the preseason, unfortunately. And Blake didn't play in the preseason, so if Blake Martinez was out before the preseason, we would have said, oh, God, is this what the defense is going to look like without Blake? But he got injured, obviously, when he did. And, yeah, the defense cannot set the edge, and Patrick Graham can't make adjustments. It's not like the defense is poorly talented. At some points, there is. Trust me, the pass rush and Danny Shelton, that's poor talent. But the players are not stepping up. Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson, James Bradbury, Aziz Ojolari at points in time, Reggie Ragland. They're not stepping up. The players are not stepping up. The defense is not stepping up, which means that some players will be playing for evaluation purposes, which might cost them their jobs. Moving on to next year. Anyway... Get Andrew Thomas back. Remove Nate Solder. Solder hinders Jones' progressions as an NFL quarterback. And I'm not going to make excuses about the weapons and stuff like that. But, you know what? That is one reason and excuse I will make for Daniel Jones. Nate Solder is a horrible left tackle. He's He's a horrible offensive tackle. And this team continually plays him like he has some meaning. He isn't getting paid much because... They reduced the salary for him this year. They reduced the cap pit, I should say. And what has he done? What has he done to earn a spot? Someone please tell me. Solder looked okay in the preseason. He looked okay. And then you've seen three to four to five weeks of this, and you're still not putting Matt Parrott in. Coaching staff is horrible in terms of evaluation. Glennon... And Booker against the Rams? Yeah, likely. They'll probably give Alfred Morris a call, but they'll give him snaps. They'll give Brightwell snaps. Then again, they may give Penny more snaps than they do Brightwell. I like to see the fight in Tony. Unfortunately, NFL refs are blind as well. And the Fox crew and the Cowboys are dirty. Well, what I mean by is, is the Fox crew is blind and the Cowboys are dirty and the tryhards. Week 15 is going to be very interesting. Um, I do agree with the notion that no more Cowboys-Giants game should be on 425 on Fox with this crew. Not because the Giants are terrible. I mean, that's a reason. But Troy Aikman just sucking off the Cowboys. And I'm just not in the mood to listen to it. I really am not. Uh, and then the Cowboys rushing five, six guys when the Giants are down by three scores. That's just dirty. That's just being a tryhard and padding stats. And then they're passing it when... Literally, they could just take a knee or they could just run the ball. And then Anthony Brown scoring the pick six. I'm half and half on that because you could just kneel the game from there. But the Cowboys are a different breed of stupid and dirty. I'm sorry, but you know what? That's just my feelings. Maybe I'm salty. I don't know. I really don't care. Fate of Joe Judge, same shit, different day. It is same shit, different day. This time, it's a little bit of different shit because of... The injuries the Giants suffered. No Kenny Galladay, no Daniel Jones, no Saquon Barkley. The defense is still terrible, and they're not getting injured. Who's injured on the defense? 
besides Blake Martinez. Nobody. There should be absolutely no reason or excuse as to why James Bradbury and Patrick Graham are not on the same page in terms of, you know, this guy's playing 10 yards off the ball, and there's no reason why Dory Jackson, you know, is leaving guys wide open. Or I should say there's no excuse to say, oh, Dory Jackson is leaving guys wide open because of this. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. They've, they're missing one guy on that defense, and I understand he was a captain. He was a leader of that defense. He was a signal caller, but that is no excuse towards the passing game. Absolutely fucking terrible. In terms of his offensive line, in terms of his offense as a whole, we'll see what happens next week with Glennon. Probably a modified playbook. They're going to run it a bunch of times. The Rams' defense isn't that good, but knowing the Giants and the way they're crippled right now in terms of injuries, it's going to be a bloodbath, and the Giants' blood is going to be all over the Rams' hands, and the Rams will probably crush the Giants, but we'll get to that probably later this week. If you guys haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, so you know when a live stream positive drops. Appreciate y'all coming back, despite my two top teams, the Yankees, ending their season, and the Giants being bad, and effectively ending their season prematurely, I'm still going to come out with content for you guys, peace out, see you later, stay cool. Alright, real quick guys, um, a couple of minutes after I actually finished recording, Darius Williams, I was found out that he suffered an ACL tear, and he's out for the season, that just adds to the Giants' injuries. It's going to be interesting to see who's playing the third corner spot against the Rams. It's probably Darnay Holmes. If it's not him, they maybe step up Sam Beal or Josh Jackson. Um, Aaron Robinson better be ready in Week 7. Better be ready in Week 7 if he's not. And he probably won't be. I don't know at this point. This team is... It's a whole tragedy. It seems a whole tragedy, and I went on for 41 minutes about it already. I'm not going to sit here and waste any more of your time, but I just wanted to include that Rodarius Williams towards ACL out for the season. He played okay. Didn't play perfect. Didn't play great. But, uh, you know, it also just boggles my mind why he's getting more snaps than Matt Parrott is. But we've been past that for a while, and that train has left the station. So, uh, peace out, guys. See you later.